Well, today we're speaking about Easter, and um, <laughs> I got the wrong season. I think I've got a clue what we're actually here to, to celebrate this morning. Um, it's a little bit dark, so I hope you can see me. Normally we have the spots on, but uh, we don't have it this morning. Wasn't, weren't those children just amazing? Hi. <laughs> I, I, where's Michelle? Thank you, Michelle. I get goosebumps when, when they try in their hardest and they love in what they're doing and they're just absolutely in love with Jesus and the whole story and the whole concept. And maybe it is because they're getting home to get some presents or whatever the case may be. <laughs> That's added to the excitement. But I absolutely loved that. It was really cool. Won't you just all turn around, greet each other, just say hi, Merry Christmas, welcome to church. Just greet each other. <laughs> I, I thought I could only see out of one eye. Brent put it on. Ah, great, man. And all of those that are visiting us that are down on holiday or from around, you're welcome to be with us, and we love to have you with us, and we, we trust that this morning really be a good time. It's going to be quite a short a uh, couple of things I'm going to bring this morning because we've promised an hour and we're still going to do communion when, when I'm finished. So this will be quite short. But I thought, you know, uh, in chatting to Tim over the time, over the years, um, he said this is one of the most difficult days to actually prepare a preach for because everyone believes they understand fully what Christmas is about. Eh? Yeah. Amen. So my phone's ringing, just excuse me. I just want to make... <laughs> I just want to make sure it's on silent. I'm getting this vibration down my leg. Alrighty, let's start in with... Uh, I'm going to... There's, there's the title. And in fact, Brent just spoke about the light. And really, that's what this whole concept is about. It's about the light of God in the world that came down. On, well, whether, whether, let's not say today, but at a point in time. And he came to influence and impact the world, which he did, still going today. The fact that we all sit in here means that what he did 2,000 and something years ago is still impacting the world. And that, that we have an eternal door that has been opened to us. It's amazing. It's really amazing. So what I want to, I'm going to read quickly and uh, just go through this. This is from the English Standard Version. Now, while I'm talking about this particularly, this was, is the mo most detailed uh, description of the, of the birth of Jesus, which was written, which was noted by Luke. Um, and so it's got far more detail than any of the other Gospels have got. So he really... Luke goes to town, and he's obviously an orator because he goes, he goes vapor on the whole thing. But it's really good because it's, we're starting with this because this is man's view of what happened that day. This is as man saw it, okay? And Joseph looked and went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, the city of, the, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. 
And while they were there, the time for her to give birth, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in a swaddling clothes, wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place in the inn. And in the same region, uh, there were shepherds out in the fields keeping watch over their flock at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and, and the glory of God, the glory of the Lord shone around them. And uh, the shepherds were fearful, were filled with great, great fear. And the angel said, fear not, for behold, I bring to you good news of great joy. That you will be that, sorry, I'm, that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And we all know the story, uh, the, the various people who were around and looking, and we saw the, the nativity, if you, did, if you don't know the story, the wise men eventually traveled from the east who were star wanderers, stargazers. <laughs> they ended up there. But I'm going to jump to verse 20, and it says, And the shepherds returned back to their flock, hopefully, or somewhere. Returned glorifying and praising God. For all they had heard, where did they hear the news from? The angel. They were glorifying God for what they had heard and what they had seen, as it had been told to them by the angel. And typically, when we think of Christmas, anyone in this room who's been alive longer than two years, okay, three years, maybe warmer, um, has, an, has a concept of what Christmas means. And it's normally a European Christmas for some reason. We live at the end of Africa, but it's always snow and reindeers and whatever it may be, big jackets. And, uh, but we, it, it brings a memory. And that memory is from what Luke has penned down here. That's, that's how man saw the, the birth of Jesus. They saw that day. Now I'm going to take you to another, another scripture which I believe show this, shows the spiritual eyes on what the heavenlies saw the day Jesus was born. Written by John, uh, spirit-filled, led by the Holy Spirit to, to a note and scribe these words down. And just have a look at the slight contrast in what we see and what God sees. And if we can carry that into our, our lives, into our everyday lives, we, we start to get a, have a faith, rely on Him. Because what, what we've seen is not what He's seen, typically, in every situation. Hello, Len. Did you smile at me? <laughs> Am I doing all right? <laughs> okay. So this is John. Do you mind? I don't, just quickly want to grab some water. Feel free to talk amongst yourself. Thank goodness it's not been recorded. Eh? And this is John. In the beginning, this is talking about Genesis, in the beginning, beginning. In the beginning was the world, well, was the word. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and without him, 
was not anything made that was made. So this is really, you need a bit of an interpretation from the, uh, the giftings to understand what John's talking about. In him, in him, in the word of God was life. Rian, did you turn me down? I'm not making a noise. And the life was the light of men. The light that shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not. And it's funny that John wrote it in this tense. The, the darkness has not overcome it. And, and we can continue today and read it and say the darkness has not overcome the light. Still now today. In fact, it never will. And I just want to break that little sentence down a bit because I remember reading this when I was newly uh, into Christianity and a relationship with the Lord. This didn't make sense to me. Was the Word, spoke the Word, was with God, was a separate person? Well, it's like me almost, if you can picture it this way. I can stand here and not say a word. And you can say to me, Take your word and let it stand next to you. Well, I can't, because my word is, is in me. I am my word. And it is exactly the same with God and Jesus. We read right throughout the Old Testament how God said, remember creation, he said, let there be light. He said, let's do this. And all these things came about. That's why uh, John makes a statement, everything was created through him, because he was the word. He was with God, he was God, and nothing was made without him. Okay, so enough on there. Bit of history. There was a man sent from God named John. We know John the Baptist. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light. Again, back to the word, the light. That all men might believe through him. He was, uh, John was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. Verse 9, the true light which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. So this light already existed. In fact, has always existed. Has never not existed. The fact, the concept of human beings, the light existed before that. Now this light was coming into the world. That's awesome. That's phenomenal. That's mind-blowing if, if you actually just grab hold of those words. The true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He, he was in the world. He was already here, but he's coming in. But he's here. He was here in the form of his spiritual uh, functioning, his true being as the word of God. Now he was coming as a, as a human. He was going to take on the body of a human being. <laughs> Isn't that mind-blowing? The one who created who through everything was created, now become, decides, I'm laying that all down, and I'm going to become a complete human being, facing what every human being faces. Um, was coming into the world. He was, he was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. And he came to his own, being creation, and in this case, Israel, the, the, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did, now this is where we jump for joy, because this is the bottom line for us. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. 
I'm happy about that. Uh, that's really, that's phenomenal. And then verse 14. Now remember th- talking about the prophets speaking, God speaking in Genesis, him speaking through the prophets, him speaking to Israel, him speaking to Joshua, him speaking to Caleb, uh, going right throughout the Old Testament. And verse, verse 14 in John says, 1 John says, And the word, the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. God became flesh and dwelt amongst us. A phenomenal, a phenomenal story. We have seen his glory. This is, this is John speaking as a disciple. We have seen his glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Um, and then he goes on to say, and I'm not going to read that section because there's a couple of facts. I just want to highlight a couple of facts for you, and then we're going to have communion. Um, the law came uh, to bring death and destruction ultimately. Jesus came and brought grace upon grace upon grace upon grace and set us free from the law. And uh, so it's a phenomenal story, and it's a different view completely, in my mind, to what, how I traditionally see Christmas. Um, it's far bigger than what we celebrate. I can promise you that. It's far bigger than we can, we can put together or muster up in our minds. What God did that day, whichever day that was, what God did at that time is immeasurable, completely un-understandable, by humans. In fact, I was reading Proverbs and the other day, and Proverbs says this, that God, God plans the steps of people, of people, of all people. So how then can people say, I don't understand the steps? You can't. You can't understand God yet. So how can you understand the steps he's taking you on to? So Solomon r- raised a very good topic that maybe we'll get into preaching during the next... during which starts next week. Okay. Some facts. Just interesting facts, make a note. So first, of, first thing to remember, Jesus' life, the life of the Son of God did not start in the manger. That was the manifestation of the Word and the light of God. That's all it was. He wasn't born then. He was born as a human. In fact, he's never been born. He always was, he always will be. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He has no beginning, he has no end. He is life, he is light. He chose to come here of his own accord to set us free, even his own people. And even to the people who weren't his own people, he said, whoever receives me, I will give them the right to become children of the living God. I mean, what a, what a God. What a God. So, the first, the first fact, in the beginning was the Word. So when Genesis says, once upon a time, it doesn't say once upon a time, whatever it does say, the first words, are depends in the beginning, that's what it says, in the beginning. You can see Jesus, the Word of God, there also. Remember the Holy Spirit was moving over the deep. The Holy Spirit was there at the same time. I mean, we're talking about a God here that we, we try and grasp, but we can't. 
So in the beginning, Jesus was there. The word was with God, second fact. He was with God, and he was God. He's not separate. He's one. We serve a triune being. And we, in fact, ourselves, we are triune beings. So explain that about yourself, and then we can start trying to work out how that works with God. All things, and when he says all things, he's talking about just spiritual things, unseen things, things we have no idea about, all things, and obviously the physical things, were made through him. He was life. Why was he life? Because he brought the life that God intended to his creation. He brought it back into his creation. And he was the light of men, of man. In other words, within him. In fact, it goes the next I'll get going to jump to the next fact. In him, everything else fades. When you're with Jesus, when you're in him, there's not he says it so many times. Nothing can come against you. I've given you all power. I've given you all authority. There is nothing outside of me, and he's he's there that we don't have. We have it all. Through him, we are more than conquerors. We're more than conquerors. We shouldn't be, I know it's very hard, I'm saying this to myself as well, because we come from a legacy of carnality, and we continually um, move it growing from grace to grace to grace and getting stronger and maturing. But, so he was the light of men, and then the, the, the follow-on factor that is, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Let me tell you what, if you're sitting in this room today, and it's wonderful, we're having a fantastic time, it's Christmas, we're going to spend time with family, we're going to laugh, we're going to just fellowship. If you personally, inside, deep, somewhere, have an issue, something bugging you, something coming against you, something always going wrong, something happening, okay? The darkness has not overcome the light, ever. And so it's a case of turning to the light. Jesus, please, I need you to help me. And we do that. Obviously we do that. I'm I'm stating facts that are, are probably known by most. And the next fact was that all that, may, that all that might believe in him, might, oh, he gives the right to be, to be called sons, or, so, uh, children of heaven. The, uh, the, the third, the fourth last fact. How real was the word of God when Genesis talks about it? Well, it was so real it became flesh and manifested in our midst and walked with us. And you can even go and see the streets that he walked on. You can see the, the effectiveness of his ministry by looking at this room or the global number of Christians that serve him, that have called on his name. Amen. So the word became flesh, dwelt amongst us. He brought grace and he brought truth to, to the world so it was no longer under law. Now you had Jesus Christ who had paid the full price and his grace and his truth is what he required, requires us to have moving through us.
And then the, John finishes with this point. No one, so I've read a couple of books and, and people are really like out there. You've got to watch the flakes. There's flakes around, like Peter would say. Now John puts this very clear. No one has ever seen God. No one. If you thought you saw God, you saw an illusion or you saw something else parading as God. Do you remember the, uh, um, Elijah? Was it Elijah? Yes, I think it was. Who hid in the cave. God told him, hide in the cave because you can't look at me. Now we have a worldwide, the gospel according to Facebook, talking about how many people have had discussions with him. And Jesus has walked them through hell just to show them what we shouldn't be doing. Guys, don't be fooled, eh? No one has seen God except the one who is God, who came from God and, and reflected the, God, the glory of God in the earth. We've got a wonderful Savior. That's it. Those are all the facts that I've got. You've got a lot more, I'm sure. But what I wanted to do this morning is just broaden our thinking in terms of Christmas. Christmas isn't a couple of gifts and we have a nice meal together and Baba. There's a, in fact, that's the least. That's the least. In fact, the other, other Gospels don't even refer to it. The whole, the whole nativity scene. They make one or two lines. I, I promise you, you, I know you're looking at me like, I, I studied it when I was preparing this. <laughs> Luke is the only one who goes into this detail. Maybe it's because Luke was the last Gospel ever written. Uh, nearly 200 years after Mark, which was the first gospel that was written. But the, the, the significance of the birth of Jesus as a human being is, is there for us because that's the day he became manifest in our midst. But that isn't the start of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God. He was there in the beginning. And I can guarantee you, each one of us, everyone in this room will stand before him. Imagine that. You're going to get to stand before his throne and see him face to face. And he's going to say, Colin, I know you. I had plans for you. I designed you before you were born. I knew exactly what path I was going to take you down. That's amazing. Every single one of us are going to have that. Absolutely beautiful. And uh, so, that, so the day he was born... The day we've celeb we're celebrating today, I want you to think about it today. Think about this for the rest of the day. Is the day he opened up heaven to mankind. We can go to heaven now because of today or the celebration of today. Isn't that good? That's good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You're amazing. You're amazing. We celebrate you, Lord. And I think it's fitting that we're going to have communion. Um, and end off with communion. See, we've got five minutes. I've done well. We, we're going to have communion, which is sharing of um, bread and grape juice uh, as, as a symbolic uh, remembrance of Christ, like he instructed the disciples to do. We're going to partake in that. So we, we know that the whole, life is, uh, the whole life of Jesus is important. But the fundamental aspect of his death on the cross is what broke the, the, the hold of sin and death. So we're going to do that as well this morning. Amen.